Welcome in to everybody, everybody on the network. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show on a Wednesday. Don't forget, coming up tonight, we got the Bill Michaels Huddle 6-8. to eight. Hopefully you're here for that. Talking a lot of football coming up tonight. Mark Schofield uh, going to join us about an hour from now. Sam Monson from Pro Football Focus going to be here at the bottom of the hour. We'll talk with him. And if you want to get a hold of the program, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Hit us up on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Wisco Grant. If you want to get a hold of Grant Bills, uh, you can do it uh, also that way. Instagram, The Bill Michaels Show is on Instagram. Facebook, go to facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. Three words, put them all together. Facebook.com slash Bill Michael Show. Uh, you can also watch every day on YouTube. Go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. And smash, smash on that subscribe button, the like button, uh, whatever it is. Uh, just hit it, and, and hopefully you enjoy the program. Uh, and then you've also got, uh, you know, uh, Twitch TV, Kick TV, both apps uh, to download on your phone. There's a LinkedIn app that you can find us on and watch on LinkedIn if you're a business type of person uh you can email the program thebillmichaels at gmail.com that's thebillmichaels at gmail.com you can also track us down on the website thebillmichaels.com and it's got a lot of the links there and on wozn the zone madison is the listen in live app so you no matter where you're at and what radio station throughout the great state of wisconsin or affiliate we we are on you can always get us at the Zone app, whether you're listening in Milwaukee or Green Bay or out in Platteville, whatever it happens to be. Uh, you can always listen to us on the Zone app. And uh, then find us after the fact on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all those good podcast places. So good place to check in. Uh, we've kind of gone back and forth. We've talked a little Craig Council. We've talked a little Packers, uh, Packers grades. Uh, it's, it's the halfway point of the season. And I guess with all the grades that have come in, are you – what do we know? What do we know? We know what we've seen. You can give it a grade. But what do we know? Grant, if I had to say to you, hey, it's halfway through the Packers season, there's one or two things you really know, what would they be? So I would answer this a little creatively and probably uh, in an annoying way. I don't think we know anything we didn't know week one. That's my frustration right? with this season so far. And look, Jordan Love was fine to to good in week one. Like, I, I know that Jordan Love is a certain level of good. I know that Jordan Love does not suck. I guess that's one thing we know. But we knew that week one. Like, I, I saw it week one. I saw it against the Falcons. And I feel like we haven't seen him or this offense reach another level. And it's November 8th. And I'm not talking yeah. wins and losses. I don't mind if they lose some games. But I, I want to see them make less mistakes. Uh, commit fewer penalties, look like they're getting a better grasp of the offense. And, and I haven't seen that. I haven't seen anything that I didn't see week one. Um, And that's, I agree with you. The only thing that I know is that all the expectations for the defense um, and the talent level and what was supposed to happen this year hasn't really happened. But I also know that, you know, when both of your linebackers are down at one point, your secondary is completely beat up. They trade away your your best secondary player. You know, it's kind of tough to really determine how good the defense is or isn't. But I know that where the expectation was, was top 10, and they're nowhere near that. That has been disappointing. Um, 
But I also know that the losses that are on the docket because of the results are not the defense's fault. The defense has done enough to win ball games, and I know what I do know is this offense looks bad. It got it together a little bit better because only for the fact because the result is they actually put a touchdown on the board in the first half in the game against the the Rams. But other than that, I don't know. I don't know. I like I said all all along. I know where I'm leaning, but we don't really know, and that's the that's the thing that sucks is we don't really have a handle as to what's going on or what the talent level is or what the offense potential is. We we don't know, and I agree with you. And that's a bad place to be right now. And I think the same is true for the defense too. Like Joe, we're in the same place with Joe Barry that we were a year ago or two years ago. And I don't think we've seen the next step from a guy like Jair or Quay Walker's taken a little bit of a jump, I suppose. But by and large, we're in the same space with the defense that we were last year or the year before. It's it's right. just nothing's really all that new. Um, How many more games will it take? I am now leaning towards getting through the next three. And then after that, I'll know. What do they do in Pittsburgh? What do they do against a Chargers team that it, it, at best has been up and down? And what do they do in a kind of revenge game on the road, national TV audience, Thanksgiving Day against Detroit? Those are the things that I want to know. If they get beat in Pittsburgh, if they get beat at home by San Diego or by L.A., the Chargers, and then they get hammered again by Detroit. I that that that's when I'll throw that white flag in here. Go okay. I know, I know now, I know what's going on. I mean, unless you got massive injuries, personnel changes, whatever, then I'll know. It's almost like there have been some built-in excuses this year that people have wanted to use. And I I had had a a buddy of mine out in L.A. And him and I will go back and forth every now and then. He just pops up out of the out of the weeds almost. And I, he popped up the other day and he said, you know, hey, uh, how much of a break or how much slack? He said, how much slack are you cutting, Jordan Love because of the injuries to the wide receiving core, the offensive line, and such? And I said, not much because every team deals with injuries. I, and that's why before when we had, uh, you know, one of our callers said, well, I want to see the young guys play. And the backups play, so you know what you got. No, I want to see. I want to see the starters play because I want to see what this offense actually can do, if it starts to function, if it starts to become familiar and on the same page. You know, because if you get to the end of the season, you're going to say, "Well, they're still not on the same page." Well, I'm that. That's that. That excuse. That's like toilet paper. Go wipe yourself with it and throw it away because that's that's done. It's gone. So I want to see if things progress, but if. I sit here over the next three games and I watch a three-game losing streak culminate and some bad, ugly losses specific. If they get beat by the Steelers pretty soundly and the offense can't score because this defense is staunch, if they then come home and get beat by the uh, Chargers, and again, very similar, although their defense is not great, but it, it you know, it's a close game, but they lose, and then they go into Detroit and get pounded, then I'll be like, okay, I know what I, I, I know. This team is not what it was billed to be. They are woefully lacking in talent in specific areas. And this whole thing about growth and youth and all that crap, it's, it's crap. It's an excuse 
for ineptitude and that things need to change. That's where I'm kind of at. That's where I'm kind of at. Um, but, yeah, most people say the next few games you'll be able to tell. Do you, did you think that you would know after eight games, Grant? Um, after week one, I felt like we, we had a good baseline. Like, he doesn't stink. Jordan Love can start games and win games if things are good around him. I, I, I was hoping by now we'd see a little bit more. So I, I, I guess I don't know if that's answering your question. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I also thought these wide receivers and tight ends would be a little bit better. I know they're young, but I thought they would be a little bit better. So that changes the the calculus a little bit too. This is my synopsis of where we're at. I said at the beginning of the year, I wanted an open mind. Let's see how much he's progressed. Played the first couple of games, pre, you know, got a little bit of uh, play time in the preseason. I, I praised him. I said he's done some good stuff, but vanilla, vanilla defense. I said, wait till you get a couple of games into the season and teams are going to start scheming for them. Really good game against the Bears, a lot of optimism. Decent game against the, uh, the, the Falcons, more of a bad coaching decision not to kick a field goal rather than, um, you know, the, the, the punt, I think ultimately cost them the game. But I thought, okay, played well enough and did some things and had some moxie. The game against New Orleans, I said, okay, wait a minute. You saw a team that schemed for them. You saw them get down, and then in desperation mode, they came storming back. So while it was a moxie win, we saw three quarters of a defense that knew what they were doing and stopped them easily. So then you go to the, the, the remaining, what, four games, and it was like, whoa, wait a minute. It, no, this is not good. This is a, a defenses that are scheming for them. So it just, I don't know, it just, it's kind of where it, I thought it would be. So I, I, as much as I want to say that I believe that this team is maybe now on the right path, I, I just don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think they are who I thought they were, but I'll give them a few more games to kind of, kind of change my mind, I guess. Might be the best way to put it. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to find us? Please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Uh, give us a shout. So, overall defensive rank. So somebody just said, "Stop saying the Steelers' defense is good. They rank last." No, they don't. They're seventeenth overall in Pro Football Focus. Seventeenth overall. Um, they rank eighteenth against the run. And they rank sixth in pass rush overall. Sixth in pass rush overall. Uh, they rank 20th in coverage. Um, but when it comes to sack and pass rush rates, they're one of the top teams in the National Football League led by T.J. Watt. So I don't specifically know what analytic you're using, but I don't necessarily agree. Now, when you look at uh, where the defense ranks when it comes to the Steelers um, in yards per game, yeah, they're they're uh, 31st yards per game. They give up 377.3 yards per game. A lot of that is rushing. They're, they're very poor against the rush. They can yeah. rush the passer, and they're pretty good in coverage, but they can't stop the run. Um, so they don't stop the run very well, but uh, they rank 13th in points per game. 13th in points per game, top half of the league. 
They only give up 20.3 points per game. So as much as they give up yards per game, the scoring average against them, I mean, the Baltimore Ravens have the best defense at 13.8 points per game. The the Packers have been steadily rising because their defense has played well, but their offense has played poorly. Packers are only giving up 19.9 points per game. So Steelers, they're, they're 13, 14th in, overall in points per game. In total yards, yes, I completely agree. Total yards, you got it. Uh, they are 29th in rushing yards per game. 29th. When it comes to the pass yards per game, they are top 10. As a matter of fact, they are 7th. Uh, 7th against the pass. So when you t- talk about the analytics making them dead last, you're either a liar or an idiot, one of the two. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. hit us up, please feel free to go ahead and do so. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offer ends 11-30-2023. Joe, continue on today. By the way, our caller earlier, correct, I went back and checked uh, just to be sure. The last time the Packers won in Pittsburgh, 1970, the Steelers have won five straight home games against the Packers, including their last trip to Green Bay or uh, into Pittsburgh, which was in 2017. That was a three-point loss, 31-28. Pittsburgh played its first ever road game in the NFL at the old City Stadium going back to 1933. 1933. So that's, uh, that's how long these two teams have been kind of kind of meeting up against one another. Um, I, I do. I, I was going through some of the game notes uh, last night, and uh, I I do like the fact that um, you look at the, the the Packers game notes. It used to be, you know, a lot of detail about how they won and what they did last week and this and that. And yeah, it's, it's, it's not, it's a lot of, you know, this is the winningest franchise over the last four years. And this is the, you know, and that's fine. I mean, don't get me wrong because it is, it's true. It's, it's facts, but yeah, they haven't uh, talked about the lackluster play as of late. And there used to be like comparisons, you know, your uh, statistics when it comes to your opponent uh, upcoming versus what you've done. When you look at the Packers, and you specifically look at, say, things like total net yards. Uh, the Packers, 2,400 to their opponent so far this season, 2,561. 
Uh, they've been outrushed by 109 or 189 yards. Um, they've been uh, the passing yards almost the same. Uh, 1597 for the Packers, 1569 for their opponent. But remember, the Packers have been playing from behind, so they've had to throw the ball quite a bit more. But you get into all of that stuff, and and that's true. Uh, but I, I I love when I get the game notes from the opponent because it usually shows you. Um, how do I, how do I say it? It gives you more of a matchup, so to speak. It gives you more of the, 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 you know, the matchup and the team comparison and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, um, I just wanted to kind of bring that stuff up. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, please feel free. And I uh, would love to take your phone call. Uh, or your email, or whatever it happens to be, you can uh, you can find us. Don't forget, coming up at the bottom of the hour, Sam Monson, Pro Football Focus, going to be joining us as well. Let's go to Russ, listening to us in Green Bay. Russ, how you doing today? Oh, Russ, Russ dropped off. We got Kevin in Wisconsin Rapids, and then Ken let's, in Sturgeon Bay. Let's go to Kevin. Kevin, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Well, this is a craptastic day in Wisconsin. I think with this weather, <laughs> I mean, it just. But um. You know, I'm trying to talk myself through this whole Craig Council thing, you know, think about it and all this. If you and I had a job that was promised certain things all the time and never come through, how long would you hang on to that job or stay with that company? Right. And then the other question I have is who's going to really want to come to Milwaukee and coach this team when you have an owner that doesn't want to spend money? You know, it's just, you're, you're going to find anybody that's not, you know, look, managerial jobs, there's only 30 of them in the world. So you're going to get a lot of guys that are going to apply for this job. Uh, but, it, you know, going back to your discu- description of promise, I just don't know specifically what Craig Council was promised via personnel. You know what I mean? I don't know if Mark said, hey, we're going to open up the purse strings or if Mark opened up the purse strings to a certain extent and said that money is no object, but yet continue to cut payroll and continue to get into arbitration stuff with other players. I mean, I, I don't know what was said behind closed doors, but I, like I said, I just think that Craig kind of felt from what I understand that he'd done all he could do here. Yeah. And you know, and you, and you, you, you know, you've been bringing it up the last couple of days with the Josh Hader trade, you know, mm-hmm. and he tells us that's not about money and, and how that kind of divided the locker room there, especially when they're, you know, competing for a, a pennant and all this, you know, right. it just, I, I don't, like I said, I don't, don't see, I tried to them to get a, a big name manager to come in, you know, to manage this team is going to probably be harder than as maybe try to stay within the organization and grab someone from that way. Here's the next question, because Craig Council just raised the pay for managers. What are you going to pay a first time manager? Are oh. you going to lowball them or, you know, you know what I mean? What, what, what where right. is the bar now? Well, I don't disagree with you on that. I mean, or even if you try to maybe go after somebody, you know, like a Joe Madden or, I mean, do you think Joe Madden's going to want to come here for pennies on the dollar? Mm-hmm. You know, especially yeah. after Craig get that big contract in Chicago. I mean, I don't know. I just. Right. It's, I mean, it's so hard as a, as a Wisconsin fan of any of the team sports right now. I mean, it's just because of some of the things that they're doing, it's just getting crazy. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's confusing and disappointing. Appreciate the phone call. It's confusing in the sense like you want to know what's going on behind closed doors because you want to know how hard is your team. Tr- I've always said this. 
the number one job in any owner's business, whether it's the president of the Green Bay Packers or the owner of the Bucks or the owner of the Brewers, your business plan has got to be based off of the product on the field. Because if the product on the field is based off of your business, the business side of things, you're never going to win. You're only going to be, you know, just digging a hole and throwing dirt on yourself. And by that, I mean, if you are looking at a budget and you're going, well, marketing's this and concessions are this and this is this and parking is this. And okay, so all that, I've got to pay all that. And then whatever's left, I'm going to go to the team. You're screwed. The team and the success of the team should be your priority because then everything else around it rises. Marketing rises. More people coming to the ballpark. Parking goes up. More people in the ballpark. Ticket sales, concessions, everything. People buying online jerseys and hats and all your, your stuff. Everything goes up when you have success. Too many teams, small market teams, run it backwards. And they never have that sustained success. So, And then when you do have an opportunity to make that run, and to ignite your fan base, ignite your clubhouse, ignite everything within your organization. If you don't do it because of money, you're never going to win. You're never, because you're going to get right up to the finish line, and you're always going to look over it. You're never going to cross it. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670, if you want to find us. Good stuff. Uh, let's get back at it. Uh, let's go to uh, Ken in Sturgeon Bay. Ken, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Good. Thanks, Bill, for taking my call. You Long bet. time listener, first time caller. Yeah, my take with the Brewers, I mean, L'Oreal fans, too, because I close to 38,000 per game. I think they were pretty well attendance-wise, weren't they? Or pretty close to the top ten, I thought. They they That's always had – the, the Brewers have always had great attendance. It was Ever since they opened Miller Park, now American Family Field, they've always had good attendance. Yeah, in other stadiums, you don't see that attendance. But my backer question for you was – you probably said it earlier, but what did you have the defense ranked as? Uh, a C at best, and they should be an A or a B because I wanted them to go up. I wanted to see them in the top – 10 and they're not they played okay they haven't they played well enough to win games they just haven't but a c c minus you know but they you know i i can legitimately say losing both your linebackers for a couple of games losing your secondary you know having jair down with a back injury and losing rasul you know okay you know they've had some disruption but for the most part they've been a c they haven't been good they haven't been terrible they've just been there yeah, I got him a C plus bill because obviously the first half he pretty much been playing the whole game, but mm. I know it's not. A, but what's your special teams rating? What was that? I missed that. Same thing, C. Because uh, what's going to kill him is the return for a touchdown. But you're, you know, Anders Carlson, who was terrible in in preseason, straightened it out, and it wasn't until recently he's missed a couple of kicks. Uh, Keyshawn Nixon finally gave you the big return. We haven't seen massive gashes and gaffes on the special teams. Punning has been pretty good. Um, so, I, you know, it's a C. It's, it's nothing. This whole team is, like, unimpressive, you know, except for the offense, which gets a D because they just they're, – they're inept, for lack of a better term. So, which if the, if the team itself is a C 
and the offense is a D, it's going to drag you down, and this is where we find ourselves, sitting there with a 3-5 and five record. Exactly, Bill. I'm just kind of – I got them rated maybe C-plus because they actually been pretty competitive, kind of more than I thought they would be except, I think, two games. Relatively yeah. competitive, I, but look at your competition too, I guess, also. so Right. But thank I you, Bill. Appreciate it. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. Appreciate it. Uh, he drops off. You're going to board 877-867-1670. Let's, uh, let's do this. Let's get back to it real quick. Let's go to Mike. And, and Oh, well, everybody dropped off. That being said, we'll take a break. Sam Monson, Pro Football Focus, going to join us. That is coming up next on the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. program thanks for joining us our friends at quick trip thank you as well for stopping in see you next time as they always say and uh, whether it's going in for the basics bread uh, milk eggs butter whatever it happens to be even the bananas or you're heading there for a tailgate to getting all your tailgate fare including heading into the uh, beer cave quick trips got something for everybody and the take-home meals are absolutely fantastic and you can earn yourself using your quick rewards card a little bit less pain at the pump. Not a bad way to go. Go to Quick Trip. Check it out. They are your hometown, hometown station and convenience store and everything else all rolled into one. Thanks to our friends at Quick Trip. Uh, let's do this. Bring him in now. Sam Monson, Pro Football Focus, joining us uh, on the hotline. Talk a little NFL. Sam, how you doing today? I'm doing well. How about you? Doing really good. Uh, I wish we had a better football team right now or at least better results. But uh, other than that, we're watching this thing grow. After eight games... What do you know about the Green Bay Packers? Uh, I think they're a, a young and inexperienced team, and because of that, they're making an awful lot of mistakes uh, collectively, and that's why they haven't been a particularly good team at this point. Um, you know, I think that's the unfortunate reality of the, the roster that they currently have. If you were going to evaluate at this point, and I know it's still relatively early. I mean, I knew what my opinion of of Jordan Love was coming in. Uh, I wasn't fond of the draft to begin with, but they made the choice, and now you give them the opportunity. So what are you seeing out of Jordan Love? Yeah, I think the the issue with Jordan Love is, you know, after all is said and done, and we've gone through these years of him sitting on the bench and and presumably trying to develop from where he was as a a prospect and as a guy that was drafted, he's sort of looking like he might still just be Jordan Love, you know, that that they haven't fundamentally changed what he is as a quarterback um, and transformed him into, into some vastly different player. He's a guy that's going to make some mistakes. He's going to make some big plays. Um, but the overall baseline isn't high enough uh, in terms of accuracy, in terms of just being efficient with the football. To You would need to make an awful lot of these big plays to overcome being a, a below-average quarterback in terms of that efficiency and accuracy and just how often you're going to be picking up those easier plays. And Love hasn't been able to do that so far. And, and some of that is receiver problems, you know, drops and, and those kinds of things. But some of it is him as well. You know, his adjusted completion rate 
is not good. These are the kind of plays that you can't leave on the table as an NFL quarterback anymore. So if I were to say that Jordan Love has been had some highs, some lows, uh, there are things he consistently does not do well, and he kind of is what I thought he was, is that a fair statement? Probably, yeah. I mean, we're obviously very young into his starting career so far still, so things could change, but that's what it looks like right now, that Jordan Love has not fundamentally changed from when he was drafted and you know, is just not a, an efficient enough quarterback to be a high-level player in today's NFL. Is there um, – I, I mean, obviously you had talked about the mistakes, the penalties, and everything that goes on as well with this Packers offense. It has just been uh, almost a, a comedy of errors in the first half of ball games for whatever reason. And it always seems like, well, the only time they get it going is when they get a base defense and a personnel matchup in a two-minute offense to where they can actually move the football a little bit. And that's the way they've gotten it done. I understand injuries and such have hurt them. Have you seen the cre- – because there's been play calls that I thought were really good play calls, and they just weren't executed. It was always one little thing here or there where it just missed. And that, that makes it, to me, uh, legitimately for those that are in the Jordan Love corner, kind of tough to evaluate him fully because of the small mistakes by other players. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that's fair, and I think it makes this offense frustrating for everybody watching is that it, it should be better than it is right now, um, but everybody is, is making mistakes at the wrong time, and it's not necessarily you know, multiple people making mistakes at the same time, and sometimes guys are able to overcome the mistakes of other people on the play, but somebody is almost always making a mistake, whether it's a big one or a small one on a given play, and it's undermining everything. And maybe those would be a smaller problem if you had, you know, a really efficient quarterback that was picking up everything on the table and you were just dealing with some mistakes that were setting things back a bit, but you don't have that. And so the mistakes are kind of derailing drives and they're stalling the entire offensive rhythm. And it's just uh, kind of upsetting the entire uh, offense as it goes. Um, But it also, I think, gives you a little bit of optimism that, you know, maybe this is just a growing pains phase where all these young guys thrown into the mix together, a degree of mistakes is inevitable. And if they can get past that together, this group could get much better quite quickly. Uh, I want to ask you about the defense because we were hoping the defense would be in the top 10 this year. It just hasn't been there. Now they have had some injuries and such, but what have you seen defensively out of this team uh, as far as the being able to evaluate it this deep into the season? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think some parts have been much better than they were a season ago. Um, Rashawn Gary coming back from his injury looks spectacular. It looks like one of the best edge rushers in the NFL. Again, now they're finally kind of giving him that full workload as opposed to easing him back in there. Devontae Wyatt has taken a huge step forward as a, as a pass rushing force on the interior. Um, they've got some guys that are making some plays, but uh, they're still not able to hold up well enough, I think, on the back end. Guys like you know Jair Alexander has missed some time, but even when he's been in the lineup, has not looked like the Jair Alexander we know can be out there, we know can uh, make plays. So, yeah, I think there's some elements of this Packers defense that have definitely taken steps in the right direction, but the collective hasn't become what we thought it could be yet. Uh, now that we've been uh, to the halfway point, the unofficial halfway point of the season, Give me your thoughts on the A. Let's start in the NFC. Uh, you know, Philadelphia, obviously, with only one loss uh, on the docket thus far, is are the, is this the team that's the favorite? Because we know that San Francisco has hit a bit of a hiccup. 
Uh, but we know there's some good talent here, but they clearly beat uh, the uh, the Dallas Cowboys. I never thought Dallas was going to be great. I thought they were going to be good. Give me your thoughts on the NFC and the way it stands. Yeah, obviously the way Philadelphia have gone just in terms of win and loss records, they're the favorite. They're, they're likely to be one of the top contenders, probably one of the two teams in the NFC championship game, and then everybody else is chasing them. But, you know, Philadelphia has not fired on all cylinders so far this season yet either. Um, they're, they're a team that's kind of, I think, still has some in reserve, not necessarily deliberately, but I think they can definitely reach a, a higher level than we've seen. I think the 49ers still are one of those top contenders, even though they're on this run of three losses. Um, one of them was against Cincinnati, who are playing as, as well as anybody right now. The other two are, are far less explainable, but I think there's too much talent. They're, they're, they're too good to completely fall away for no particular good reason. I think you're right. Dallas is a good, not a great team, and that might um, sum up the other contenders in the NFC as well. Uh, Seattle, Detroit, you know, those might be good, not great teams. Maybe Detroit can, you know, improve as the year goes on and sort of put it all together and become uh, a great type of caliber team in the NFC. But I do think it's Philadelphia, the team that has a chance to get to that level as well, is San Francisco, and everybody else is kind of fighting for playoff spots but is going to have their work cut out to beat one of those sides. What What is Detroit? Because uh, this is the year that I clearly thought that they needed either – step up and say we're going to take a hold of this or they were going to fall back into being Detroit and they were going to take two steps back. Well, clearly they've started to take a hold of this, sitting there at 6-2. and two. What does Detroit need to do? I, I mean, very quietly they're kind of flying under the radar. Nobody really talks about them as a contender, but what do they need to do to open people's eyes to say, wait a minute, this thing might be for real? Just keep going, I think. Um, you know, you look at their, their schedule or their season so far, the two losses are, are very kind of understandable. It's another good team against Seattle. And then the, the one that sort of really, I guess, put the, um, the reputation back a bit was the beatdown they had to the Ravens, where they just got beat up on both sides of the ball, <clears throat> got absolutely annihilated by Baltimore. And that's the one that would sort of, if you were looking for a reason to doubt this Detroit team, that would give you all the ammunition you needed to say, yeah, look, it's looked great. It's looked nice. They're moving in the right direction, but that just showed what happens, you know, when they play a really, really good team. Um, so that I think was a little bit of a concern, but if they can keep going and that the second half of the season looks as, the same as the first half and they have a pretty favorable schedule, they're going to be a team that people have to take seriously because they've got a lot of good players. They can put up points, on offense, they can stop people on defense. You know, they're dangerous in the playoffs. Uh, I, I thought at the beginning of the season that Baltimore was going to go to the Super Bowl, and they certainly look like it. Like, now they have all the weapons. They're really starting to come into their own. But Dolphins get beat by Kansas City, and they were kind of exposed. Kansas City is a good football team. We know that. Jacksonville is sitting at 6-2, and two, and the team that's on the rise after starting off horrifically is Cincinnati. Who is the best team, in your opinion, in the AFC right now? Yeah, I, I think Baltimore is going to be most people's popular pick. I, I don't know if there's a better team in the NFL now than Cincinnati. Um, and they play pretty soon, right? I think they, they have a yeah. game against each other coming up. Um, that'll tell us a lot. But what was interesting to me, when you look at the last two weeks from Cincinnati has been spectacular. They, they beat a really good team in San Francisco. They did it again in, uh, to Buffalo. And when you look at the kind of record of the Bengals over the last couple of years – since they've been a real contender, so the start of 2021, they have a really, really good record against the other 
best teams in the NFL. Um, they were they're three and one against uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, and the one you know took a late penalty to give the Chiefs life again. They almost swept them four and zero, and we're in a second Super Bowl. Um, they're two and zero, I think, against Buffalo. And the third game, obviously, was that Demar Hamlin game where they were leading before uh, Hamlin's cardiac arrest and the whole game was abandoned. They are, I think, two and zero against the 49ers. They're four and two against the Ravens. You know, their best punch looks to be better than the best punch of the other contending teams in the NFL. And right now, Joe Burrow looks back to being 100 percent. The defense looks back to being 100 percent. There's nobody that wants to face the Cincinnati Bengals at the moment. Sam, always great. Certainly appreciate it. What are you guys working on? Anything specific right now? Nothing, uh, nothing unique and specific. Just the uh, the daily PFF NFL podcast, five days a week, and uh, wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. Excellent stuff, Sam. I appreciate it. Always do. Okay. Easy. Thanks, pal. Talk to you soon. Kind of breaking up there towards the end. But Sam Monson, Pro Football Focus, at PFF underscore Sam, at PFF underscore Sam. And it does a great job. But uh, he's right. Uh, when you look at Baltimore and what they've been able to do and the beatdown they put on Detroit, they, uh, they've they got it going. Uh, Cincinnati has really kind of bounced back, specifically their defense. Uh, I thought early on in the season their defense was put under strain far too often. Their offense wasn't doing anything, and their defense is playing well. Now here comes Joe Burrow and company. He's got that reconnection with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, and they're utilizing the tight end now all of a sudden for what they did on uh, Sunday night. So they're a dangerous team, but you just, you know, you can never, ever count out Kansas City and what they're capable of. I think most people feel that the Bills, even though they've got a 57% chance to make the playoffs, that maybe that window is starting to close or has closed for them to make a Super Bowl run. Miami has beaten up on bad teams, and that's what good teams do. But when it comes to the better teams with better defenses, they haven't fared as well, and that was evident again against Kansas City over in Germany on Sunday morning. So um, Miami is kind of waiting for Miami to take that next step also. But uh, over in the NFC, it's kind of wide. It's Philadelphia, and it's kind of wide open. I mean, San Francisco is going to be the runaway favorite for many until they you know lost three in a row. Now they're on bye and coming back from bye this week. So uh, it's going to be – going to be interesting to see what they can do. We've got, speaking of that, coming up tonight, we got the Bill Michaels huddle from 6 to 8 this evening, and uh, we make our NFL picks. We'll go through the entire NFL schedule coming up, including the Packers and the Steelers in Pittsburgh this coming Sunday. We'll get into all of that a little bit later on tonight. So there you go. But great, good stuff from Sam Monson and our guys from over there at Pro Football Focus. Also, don't forget, coming up after the top of the hour, we're going to talk to our buddy Mark Schofield from SB Nation. So he's going to join us as well going to go ahead and take a quick break we got a lot more to get to so stick around and uh, we'll get back into some uh, Packers chatter doing some grades things like that Uh, we've got uh, Mark Schofield top of the hour to run around the rest of the NFL and also also today we've got uh, a lot more when it comes to the discussion if you want to chime in on the Craig there's a whole bunch of emails I haven't even read yet uh, on the Craig Council stuff and people that are mixing the Craig Council stuff and the Packers stuff have not talked a lick about Badgers yet as well, and I got to get back into that because the Badgers and that performance that they had down there in Indiana, a little bit lackluster, and we'll get into it. They looked flat, for lack of a better term. They just flat out looked flat. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by buddy Mikey Whitcomb at Exit Realty. I know the housing market is just 
dead. Dead. But if you're looking to buy, as the housing market starts to die, don't let the interest rates bother you because they're going to eventually go back down. But the market right now, you're not getting twenty and thirty and 40000 over asking anymore. It's starting to come back down to earth. Call my buddy Mikey Whitcomb from Exit Realty if you're looking for a home. 414-243-1976. He got me in mind, worked his tail off to get me here, and gave me just great advice along the way. Again, Mikey Whitcomb, 414-243-1976, anywhere in the Milwaukee area. Anywhere in the 7-8 county area, as a matter of fact. Mikey Wickham, 414-243-1976, 414-243-1976. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Hey, coming up, uh, December 8th and 9th, December 8th and 9th, book it, book it. Our friends at Smoke on the Water, they have got an event going on, a Christmas slash rock concert, for lack of a better term. I don't know how to put it, but uh, you can get yourself either day uh, a ticket, and you get in, you get like a champagne cocktail, a couple of cocktails after that. Uh, They have heavy appetizers, all for one price. If you want to buy more drinks, you can do that. Uh, but also, you've got Zeno uh, and Joe 2.0. It's all going to be happening at Smoke on the Water on Okachi Lake in Okachi. Coming up on December 8th and 9th, you can follow them on Facebook. You can also uh, follow them on Instagram as well, or just call over there. But Smoke on the Water, Okachi Lake. Don't forget, they also own Sloppy Joe's Saloon and Spoon on Hubertus in Hubertus, which is a great place to go. But the special event is going to be coming up on December 8th and 9th, and the proceeds benefit Fisher House, Wisconsin. So you've got a couple of our our good friends that are putting together some events to benefit veterans and veterans' families and military members and such. So we can't say thanks enough to them. So I'm going to actually be the MC on Friday night, December 8th. So if you want to come out and you want to be a part of the event and say hello, that would be great. That's Smoke on the Water, Okachi Lake, coming up on December 8th and 9th. I will be the MC there on uh, Friday the 8th, Friday the 8th, I'm going to be there. And then uh, they have it on the 9th as well. Also, don't forget, coming up this weekend, we're going to be at the distillery in Grafton this weekend, this Sunday, for a watch party. But everything, proceeds-wise, on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, go to Fisher House, Wisconsin as well. Obviously, it's in uh, you know honor of the holiday that is Veterans Day. So come on out. we got a watch party between Green Bay and Pittsburgh. We're all going to be there kind of hanging out. And then we've got the Green and Gold postgame show immediately following live from the Stillery in Grafton. So looking forward to that also. So a lot of good stuff happening. A lot of good stuff happening. Come on out and say hi. Grant, are you coming? Are you? Because are, are, you're going to be in town, right? I'm not going to be in town this weekend. Uh, oh, okay. I might. This is going to be really lame. I might stay in my apartment and play video games all weekend because Rachel is going to see Billy Joel with her family this weekend Ah, up in the Twin Cities. So I have been left to my own devices for a couple of days. Uh, So I might actually sit down and be a a lazy bum and watch college football all day because normally I don't. Normally I I don't watch a lot of college football, so maybe I'll do that on Sunday or Saturday. Yeah, on uh, this weekend, not a lot planned. Not a lot planned. We got an event on Thursday. But nothing on Friday and Saturday, which is very odd. But it's because we're trying to 
eliminate a lot of stuff right now as we get ready for, um, you know, the stretch run, so to speak. We've got in just a couple of weeks, uh, less than two weeks now, we're actually leaving for uh, leaving for the Rhode Island, Boston area. So we're going to be there for Thanksgiving, and then you get back, and you got a couple of weeks, and you know the gathering here at the home, and a bunch of people coming to town, and everything. And then after that, you're into Christmas, and before you know it, New Year's, and it's it's weird because we have Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve post game shows this year. Thanksgiving Day, New Year's Eve, and Christmas Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve, um, post uh, post games. So all the holidays taken this year did you ask uh ben kenny a little advice on how to f- blend in as a coastal elite when you go out to rhode island like do you need a I big did not, puffy no. vest or, or anything like that no i uh no here's the thing with with going there is it is so nice because i have to do nothing the only thing i'm going to do is the post game show i this this is we're going back to the east coast because that's where kristen's originally from and we're going to Rhode Island because that's where she's originally from. So this whole trip is short of me doing the postgame show. And, I, I mean, I booked a few things. I booked the hotel and, and the rental car and stuff. But the rest of this, it's all her. She, I just, she just says, this is where we're going. This is what we're doing. I'm like, okay, whatever. Just point me in the right direction. I'm good. I have zero responsibility. Zero responsibility. That's it. That's a great so setup like for that. you. That's a that's that's absolutely awesome. Hey, speaking of New Year's Eve, but by the way, don't forget come out and ring in New Year's Eve out at Boondocks. We're going to be out there with a watch party for the Green Bay Packers. They've got music, they've got midnight toasts and champagne and stuff. But we go till midnight. We'll be on the air, so we've got that as well. So come on out. Oh, we got all kinds of stuff. We're going to be all over the place. Going to be all over the place. Stay tuned. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next.